Hello, hello. Welcome to the Tattoo Business Show, the best place for actionable entrepreneurship advice. So guys, in today's digital age, do you think that cold calling is dead? Well, apparently not. And we have Odu Faludi, an expert in cold calling, who's joining us today and she will teach us the proper way to cold call. With her years of experience and her fearless but friendly approach, she's able to help her clients secure deals worth millions of dollars. In today's episode, Odu shares why cold calling is not dead her key techniques on quickly establishing rapport with her prospective client, and her best advice on how to approach the cold call. So guys, if you've ever received any value from the show, then I'd love to get your support. The best way you can do this is to subscribe to the show, leave a review on Apple Podcasts, and to share the show with somebody who will find it useful as well. And if you'd like to stay up to date with the latest episodes, tools, and resources, then make sure you log on to tedteo.com. That's T-E-D-T-E-O.com. And now, let's dive right in. Hey Odu, thank you so much for joining me today. Such a pleasure to have you here. Thanks, Ted. I'm excited. Mm, Me too. So Odu, let's start with a very simple icebreaker so we can get to know each other better. Could you share with us, who is Odu Faludi when she isn't working? Who am I when I'm not working? I'm always working because my working is my hobby and my passion. So I'm always switched on. I'm, I'm never really switched off. (laughs) That's fair. Most entrepreneurs are like that. So, Odiu, please share with us your story. How did you become an expert in cold calling? Could you connect the dots for us? Thank you. Look, I was in the shoes of a lot of your listeners out there. I was doing business development. I was on, on an exclusive contract with project managers and I would be Uh, doing the calls every day, getting the appointments at C-suite level. So CEO, CFO, COO, anyone with the title of C in the C-suite level. And I was ringing a lot of the top 200 ASX listed companies, not knowing anyone. And out of the 200 ASX listed companies, I got about... 80 appointments for our CEO from the project management to visit a CEO from one of the big corporations. So a couple of years into the role, my CEO, who also was my mentor, he said, and an incredible leader, he said to me, Odia, what you do is unbelievable. You've taken it for granted, but the average person doesn't know how to knock on a door. It is true. Uh, Could you teach this? Why don't you write a course and teach it to people? So I only work for them three days a week. And on the other two days, I started rolling out my course. And then he dangled a carrot. He said, oh, deal. I'm going to make it part of your KPI. You write a course, you roll it out, and if you make money, I'm going to give you a pay rise. Wow. So over the next month, I I had the ultimate revenge, Ted. I cold-called people to get them into a cold-calling workshop. And I found that in six months I had sold out eight workshops and I was already making per week more teaching cold calling than I was in my day job. So I turned around to my boss and I said, hey, 
I'm making thousands of dollars more in this teaching program. And he said to me, Odile, you should go and do that full time. Wow, what a great leader. What an incredible leader for someone. He lost me through giving me the challenge, but he wanted me to step into my greatness. Yeah, he really groomed you to help you be the best version of yourself. And this was even at a great expense of losing a great employee like you. But that's really, like you said, the mark of a great leader. I'm really glad to hear that you met someone like that along the way in your corporate career. So Odu, this is perhaps the most important question for this whole interview. In today's age of digital communication, is cold calling dead? <laughs> that is the most uh, common asked question and it's a big myth that I would like to debunk. Cold calling is not dead for people who can do it. If you're an amateur disturbing someone at dinner time with some rubbish, then it's dead. However, business to business, it's very much alive and it's about adding value right from the word go when you start that conversation. I work with hundreds if not thousands of people every year and those people are hitting the phone are more successful than those who don't. Most entrepreneurs will say to you, they got their big break through a cold call. Odu, could you share with us what kind of training and maybe services do you provide for your clients? And maybe more importantly, could you share how cold calling has actually made a significant impact on their business as well? Okay, so great question again, Ted. I I train people one-on-one, private training over Zoom or in person, anywhere in the world because of Zoom. I do group workshops and I have online training. So one of the most memorable workshops I did was a live calling session, the boiler room, very much Mm. like the movies you've seen. And I got everyone to bring their prospect lead sheet, their list. Your list is the foundation of your success. Who are you going to call? And it doesn't mean just ringing up through the phone book. It means a targeted list of people you've done some research on. Bring your list and we're going to call live. In this day, we had four people ringing and it was in a printing company. And they did very large catalogs for expos. So each print job would be anywhere between fifty dollars to $100,000 because they would get millions of brochures to hand out at the expos. In one day, these four executives hit the phone and they increased their sales pipeline by a million dollars. Was this something that they expected? Or, you know, did they expect to be able to do this in the first place? the CEO that called me in, he was really sceptical. He said, I, you know, I, I, I don't think you're going to have much success. And he was absolutely blown away because between the four of them, they got about 20 appointments. Now, that might not sound a lot, but each appointment had a value of anywhere between fifty and $100,000 if they got the deal. Multiply that by 20. 
that's increasing a lot. So even if you got 10, 20%, to, to have that sort of return for one day of calling is fantastic. Oh, wow. That's really impressive. Now, Odie, let's talk a little bit about the process working towards the cold call. I'm sure a lot of research had to be done before you actually pick up the phone to speak to the person when you cold call them, right? Ted, this is a, a grey area because people go to extremes. When I say do research and relevance... I'm saying 20 minutes, you Google their name, you go on their LinkedIn profile, you look at their activity feed, you check out what they're commenting on, what they're following, what's their vibe, are they positive, are they negative? You go onto Facebook, you go onto their website, you see what projects they've won, have they won any awards, you see charities they follow, talking points. It is a 20-minute overview of a human being. It is not spending two days researching on every minutiae about that company. Full-time students make no money. It is not income producing. It is getting a bit of familiarity so that you can sound like you sort of know what that person does and it warms up the call. So the entry point could be simply I noticed that you're an ambassador of XYZ charity. I did their fun run on the weekend. It was fantastic. That's it. Mm, those are great tips shared by Odile, guys. Now, to take a step back, this is actually really great advice for any interview that you're going to do. Just spending that 20 minutes to really learn about a person before you meet them and to actually use that information to try to breach a connection can really help you stand out. So whether you're applying for a job or whether you're meeting a potential client, this is a really great technique to help you bridge the gap and make a connection. Now, back to you, Odile. What are some of the most common mistakes from your experience that your clients tend to make when it comes to cold calling? They make it all about them. They pitch. They do a sales pitch from the moment the caller picks up the phone. And it's just like a verbal vomit. It's awful. Awful, awful. Which can be very off-putting. Yes, very. They start off with, hi, how are you? No point asking a complete stranger how they are. You don't know who they are. Do you really care? So it sounds it sounds so unauthentic, so not genuine, and people just go good or bad. They just want to get rid of you at that point. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Talk from your heart. What do you feel when someone picks up the phone and you've got a live call? Don't you feel appreciation that it didn't go to voice message? Why wouldn't you say how you feel? Hi, John. Thank you for taking my call. I really appreciate it. Isn't that a nicer way to start the call on that humble approach rather than, Hi, John. How are you? They're just like, Who are you and what do you want? So that's a really big mistake. Also, you need to give before you ask for something. So what do I mean by that? You have to give, in that first 30 seconds, something of value. Hi, John. My name is Ted. I'm calling from XYZ. I'm wondering, did you see on the weekend in the newspaper the article about XYZ? I know that this is something that's important to you. 
peak curiosity. He's either going to say, yes, I did see that article, and then you can say, what did you think? Or he's going to say, haven't seen it. Could you tell me more about it? Mm, Odie, those are great tips. In fact, when I receive a cold call, since it's so intrusive and jarring, I always tend to think about, is this even a call worth my time? Especially in today's day and age where data breaches in companies are actually getting increasingly more and more common, I am sure I'm not the only one who's thinking, how did this person actually get my number? So I always make a joke. If someone said, how did you get my number? I would go, yeah, I hate cold callers too. <laughs> uh, I, and, then I, and then I say, look, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I jumped on your corporate website. I checked you out. I noticed your number was there. And I hope you don't mind. I've taken the liberty of calling you. The reason for my call is. Mm, and that will allow for a smooth transition. So Odiu, I would like to ask you, what are your top three tips that you can share with the listeners today on how they can actually improve their cold calling game? I know it sounds really basic, Ted. But positivity sells. So starting off with a smile, people think I'm on the phone, no one can see me, I'm in my pyjamas, I'm in But I can hear your voice. I'm in lockdown. Yeah. Uh, why do I need to smile? I don't feel happy anyway. You know what? Positivity, positivity sells. And what conversation is, it's an energy transfer. Energy is the most important thing you can give to someone, your energy. It's like jump-starting a car that's died, that immediate pop. So when you speak to someone and you're smiling and you've got a sparkle in your eye and you're so excited about what you've got to share and how much you've got to give, Without overflowing that you're too much, you sprinkle that conversation with that energy. And people can feel it. It, it becomes a connection. Wow, this person's so passionate. So that's the first thing. The second thing, you should always compliment the person you speak with. Makes sense. Leave your ego at the door and stroke theirs. So what's an example? Hi, hi, Ted. I just went on your LinkedIn profile. I was so impressed. One of your customers is Tesla. Oh, thank you for noticing. I'm so impressed. Wow. Can you tell me how you did that? Stroking ego makes someone feel good. Conversation is about leaving that person in a pl better place than when you first, when they first picked up that phone call. They put down the phone and they feel happy. Mm, and they really feel good at the end of the whole process of just speaking with you. Yeah, they feel good. Ah, oh, I'm being noticed. Someone actually noticed my achievement. They took the time to find out who I am. Isn't that nice? Yes, of course. It's very nice to be recognised. It's not rocket science. It's about being a human being that is actually paying attention. So turn your attention to your intention. What's your intention? To get to know someone. Mm, great tip, Odile. Now what's tip number three? Always make sure 
that you have a clear purpose in mind, so clarity. You need to think about, before you pick up that phone, why am I calling this person? Why? And what do I want to achieve from this call? So what do I mean by that? Clarity equals cash. The clearer you are, the more you'll get from the call. So do I want to get an opportunity to set up an appointment face-to-face? Do I want a follow-up phone call? Do I want a Zoom meeting? Do I want to send an email? Do I want to send a report? What, What is the goal? And what will be my call to action? Because you are not going to hang up that phone until you've got the next step whatever the next step is. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's very important to know what you hope to achieve from the call. Now, Odile, I know you've written quite a few times in your articles that you should not actually be looking to close a sale on the call itself. Could you share a little bit more about this? Well, a relationship is built over many touch points. Unless you're selling charity, for example, where that is order taker. I'm ringing from charity XYZ, we're raising funds for XYZ. Your small contribution could put food on, a ta- on the table of this family for the next seven days. Would you like to help? That, that you can sell over the phone then and there. However, most people in business, they're trying to build a relationship because they don't want one sale. They want repeated sales. So... What you're trying to sell over the phone, in most cases, is an appointment. An appointment to meet that person and start the relationship. So you're doing a five, ten minute call to set an appointment, nothing more. Mm, guys, so as Odu has shared, the first call should not be about closing a sale. It's about closing an appointment because what you really want is to build a relationship. So close an appointment, meet the person at their convenience and build a relationship. And who knows, you may actually have a long-term repeat customer. So Odu, do you have any tips on how you can actually conduct a follow-up with the person that you've just called? Uh, I always like a three-way call. A three-way What do you mean by that? So... It adds a lot of credibility to introduce a third person into the meeting and to really leverage off your team uh, with their strengths, with their age, with their demographics. So if you're pitching to a millennial, so I'm 59 and I'm pitching to a millennial. Well, a millennial might not really relate to me because I'm their mother. And they don't want to do business with their mother. So let's say I wanted to sell a product that was relevant to a millennial. I would set up a meeting and I would bring someone of similar age who works in the business who could come to the meeting with me so that there's someone relatable Mm. in the organisation that they can do business with. I open the door. And then I create an opportunity for a team member. I see, I see. And it also creates an ability for the potential customer to find a person that they can relate with and have a better conversation with. And I still think it adds a certain level of trust and authority because 
Now the client will be thinking, okay, this cold caller I've met is actually introducing me to other team members. So they're probably quite serious about doing business with me. It shows validity. It shows credibility. It shows that you're not just a one-man person. You're not a scammer. That yeah. There's actually a team. There's a support system. Mm-hmm. Agree. Do you? I have a question though. So when if I am a cold caller and I'm actually making calls to my prospective clients, should I have a script prepared before the conversation, notwithstanding the fact that, of course, I need to have some research done to actually have the ability to make that rapport with them very quickly? But should I have a script prepared? This is such a debated topic. So the late Stephen Jobs, Steve Jobs, it didn't matter if he was talking to six people in a meeting or 600. He would always have a script. He would always be mentally rehearsed for what he was going to say and always what would be his response to questions and objections. So he was the trained performer, no different to an actor. In our jobs, we are actors. We come to work, we put our business hat on, we go home, we put on our family hat. We're a father, we're a mother, whatever it may be. You need the script because it's your GPS. It keeps you on track so you don't go down a rabbit hole and lose the listener. If you can imagine in the conversation there are points of interest, exactly like a road like a road trip, places that you would want to stop on the way to your destination. You wouldn't miss a lookout, would you? A famous lookout if you were doing a drive. Your conversation needs a roadmap. Places where you pause to listen. Places where you will ask questions. Places where you will respond to objections. All of that needs scripting. However, you don't read it. You mentally rehearse it. You make it your own. You're spontaneous. You laugh, you show your wit, you show your personality, but you have the directions of the conversation. Yeah, because the last thing you really want is for the script to cause you to come off as very rehearsed or metallic and inauthentic because that really will not help you in your case when you're co-calling somebody. No, you're not to be robotic. As if you can imagine, you're SEOing the conversation. Key points key targeted words to make you think, yes, next point, next point, next point. This first call should be five, ten minutes, no longer. So you've got to get to the point. You've got to keep moving the conversation. You've got to have that energy. Mm, I couldn't agree more. You have to have that energy when you're speaking with somebody on the phone. So Odiu, could you share a little bit more about the courses that you have available online right now? Absolutely. So if you go to my website, odiufaludi.com, you will see that there's a wonderful program. It's called 10 Ways to Get 10 Appointments Per Week. And it's not going to be with dialing 100 numbers a day. I'm going to teach you how to get 10 appointments per week, which is a game changer in any business. As well as that, I'm throwing in a free hour consultation over Zoom after you've done the course to address any of your challenges, even work on your own script. 
So that's an amazing program. If you like micro learning, very short audio, you can go to the Udemy platform. I've got two programs, just Google my name, Odile Faludi. And of course, you can email me and I can train you and your team in six hour workshops. And it's team building. And together you can work as a team. And that I love doing those team trainings. I've trained people all around the world on Zoom, from Dubai to England to the USA to Singapore. It works well. So, Odiu, could you share your email with the listeners if they want to get in contact with you? My email is very simple. Odile, O-D-I-L-E, at Odile, O-D-I-L-E, Faludi, F for Fred, A-L-U-D-I, dot com dot A-U. Odiu, so if the listeners only remember one thing from today's conversation, what would you like it to be? Energy. How do you, what's your posture? When you pick up that phone, are you confident? Are you the heart surgeon? Are you going to save someone's life today? Or are you the GP that just bulk bills on every corner with no appointment? Nothing against the general (laughs) practice doctor. All right? But it's your posture. Sales happens twice. You have to buy your product and service first and believe that it's amazing and then you on-sell it. you can sell it to someone else. If you haven't bought, if you haven't bought your product or service in the first place and think it's incredible, you can't sell it. You'll never be able to on-sell it. Buy first sell second wise words so Odiu thank you so much for joining us today it's been such a pleasure to have you here I certainly learned a lot about the art to co-calling thank you thanks for having me Ted and please reach out to me I'm ready to speak with you God bless you all and take care so guys thank you for joining Odiu and I on today's interview I certainly learned a lot about the co-calling process co-calling is definitely not dead Now guys, there's one thing that I want you to note. Before you start cold calling anybody, have a look and consider if there are any legal restrictions that may apply to cold calling in your respective country. While this will definitely differ depending on the jurisdiction that you're in, you want to make sure that any cold calls that you make are in compliance with the law. So do consider seeking your own independent legal advice to help you answer this question and to make sure that any cold calls that you make are legally compliant. Now guys, to stay up to date with all the latest episodes, tools and resources, then make sure to log on to tedteo.com. That's T-E-D-T-E-O.com. And even better yet, sign up for our newsletter and you'll hear from me directly. And as before, if you've received any value from the show, then I'd love to get your support. The best way you can show this is to subscribe to the show, leave a review on Apple Podcasts, and to share the show with somebody who'll find it useful as well. That's all for me today. I'll see you next time.